Welcome to Cross Communities Podcast. We're glad you're here to listen today. We hope that today's message will strengthen your faith and help you to love God and people more. It's just fun to say, he is risen. He is risen. Amen. If you have your Bibles or your Bible app, however you get your Bible, go ahead and open them to John chapter uh, John chapter 20. John chapter 20. Today, we join with our brothers and sisters in Christ around the world who follow what's called the lectionary. It's a three-year cycle of preaching, uh, various texts, Old Testament, Psalms, uh, epistles, and a gospel reading. And today we join with them in that gospel reading in John chapter 20. John 20, and we'll begin at verse 1. If you are physically able, would you stand in honor of the reading of the gospel? Gospel of John, chapter 20. Hear the word of the Lord. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, and said, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have put him. So Peter and the other disciples started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked in at the strips of linen lying there, but did not go in. Then Simon Peter, who was behind him, arrived and went into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen laying there, as well as the burial cloth that had been around Jesus' head. The cloth was folded up by itself, separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciple who had reached the tomb first also went inside. He saw and believed. They, did, they still did not understand from Scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to their homes. But Mary stood outside the tomb crying. As she wept, she bent over and looked into the tomb and saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been one at the head and the other at the foot. And they asked her, Woman, why are you crying? They have taken away my Lord, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not recognize or realize that it was Jesus. Woman, he said, why are you crying? Who is it you are looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned toward him and cried in Aramaic, Rabuni, which means teacher. Jesus said, Do not hold on to me, for I have not yet returned to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am returning to my Father and your Father to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord. And she told them 
that he had said these things to her. This is the word of God for the people of God. And our response is, thanks be to God. You may be seated. Well, I don't know how you feel about Facebook. I have kind of a love-hate relationship with Facebook. Sometimes it's fun. Sometimes it's a time waste. Sometimes it's just boring. But one of the aspects of Facebook that I really enjoy is the memories feed. Do you guys get your memories feed from Facebook? It's, it's this thing where in the morning, usually it pops up. The things that you have posted or things that have been posted about you over the years. And sometimes those things are great. Sometimes it's a fun, like this one. It's a good one. Ten years ago, the Red Wings up by two. You can cheer for them they aren't playing the Penguins. It was fun. We went there with the leeches and had a great time. This was back in the, do they, they call it the Jake? The Joe, I'm sorry. What's the Jake? That's baseball, isn't it? The Joe. We went to the Joe. It was, it was fun. It was my first time at a pro hockey game. It was great. I enjoyed that. Um, sometimes those memories are endearing, like this one. Let's look at this one. Oh, look at that kid. Isn't he great? Eight years ago, so he would have been five, four or five. And look, he, he had been uh, an adventurous kid. He had scuffed his nose up right before Easter pictures. You know, isn't that great? Sometimes those pictures are just beautiful. This one. Isn't that great? Now, you might think I'm in the uh, Caribbean. This is just in Florida. But we were there, and, and what a beautiful picture. I still have that. I use that every now and then on my cover photo. Sometimes those photos are just random, like this one. Friday service at Cross Community Church. See there? Question mark? Sometimes they're just random memories. And sometimes they are heartbreakingly sad. And these ones like this are beginning to pop up more and more. One year ago, it's almost 1,900 hours. Let's pray for those who are putting themselves in harm's way so that we may stay safe. Tonight, let's remember our utility workers. Remember, we did cover 19, to cover people in prayer at 1,900 hours. Now, I don't know about you, but if I were to look at your memory feed, I'm sure that you would have some that are just fun, some that are endearing, some that are beautiful moments that you just want to remember and you're glad they're there. Some of them are random But my hunch is as we approach and now begin to go past that year mark of when everything began to change, we will begin to see those ones that are more heartbreakingly sad. Because I know in some of your lives over this past year, you are holding on to the memory of a broken relationship. For some of you, you are holding on to the memory of a loss of a job, and that's in your feet that just pops up every now and then. Some of you are, are just seeing the randomness of life, that something so microscopic and so small could change our life so drastically. And you're beginning to wonder when those random posts pop 
pop up what life is all about. And for some of you, you have endured the great loss of someone you love. Maybe for some of you it has just been the just the year and it seemed like it was the time. For some of you it had to do with this virus. And some of you who are in the medical community have witnessed more loss than you would ever want to remember. What is in your memory feed today? You're probably saying, Pastor Jeff, this is such a downer. This is Easter. What are you, why are you bringing us back into these memory feeds? Because I believe it gets us into the heart of the passage that we are going to look at today. We see that, that Mary in her memory feed, if she were to have Facebook all those thousands of years ago, she might have some that were incredibly exciting and awesome. Like, I don't know, maybe she would have put, hey, just wanted everybody to know, Jesus released me from my demons. Said there were seven. I feel free. Hashtag freedom. Maybe it would be that, that Jesus included Mary alongside the disciples and she got to see those things. So maybe she would be putting out what some of you guys put out and what occasionally shows up in my feed. Some quote or some, some passage. Greatest commandment. Love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Your neighbor as yourself. Maybe she had some of those moments that we don't even hear about in Scripture, but just a laugh or a joke that Peter told and Jesus laughed at it. We don't know. But my hunch is that her memory feed, like your memory feed and my memory feed, would begin to include the dramatic things that she witnessed and saw alongside the disciples the week before. And I wonder what she would have put on her Facebook post to see a friend of Jesus betray him, his religion falsely accuse him, and the government of the day brutally murder and crucify him. I can't imagine the memories that she would long to have come up in her memory feed. And so we find her in the midst of her memory feed. We find her moving towards the last place she saw her friend. The one who had set her free. Her teacher. And she goes, and we've already read the story. She finds that the stone is rolled away. And this just doesn't... We sometimes lose that here in our day and age because we're so used to he's alive and so the celebration of that that we forget that that does not compute back then. I mean, just imagine if there was someone you love. My dad is buried just over in Ostomo. If I went and all of a sudden the grave was dug up, I wouldn't be, yes, he's alive. We would be like Mary, and like the disciples, we would be distressed at what happened to that sacred place where my loved one was buried. And so Mary, with all the memories in her feed going through, comes upon this final shock. She runs to tell Peter and John. 
the one Jesus loved. And they run, and they see, and they don't get it. They kind of do. John says, well, I, I kind of believed, but I didn't quite understand that he had to raise from the dead. I don't know, maybe he just thought he had gone to the Father. But he didn't understand, and Mary stays behind. She wants to remember this moment. She's experiencing, I don't know, maybe she was, maybe she was getting her memory... But all of a sudden, she sees two angels, and she still doesn't get it. That's some serious grief. She asks them where he is. says, he's not here. She turns around and sees Jesus, but she doesn't realize it's him. And he says her name. The memory feed begins to change. And she turns and she, she says, she, she gives him this very powerful, very reverent term. She shouts it, Rabuni! Rabuni! So you would just say rabbi if it was formal, like teacher, prof, doctor so-and-so. But the very formal would be, oh, doctor, professor, so-and-so. That's what she's saying. She is, she is saying, Rabuni! And she grabs onto him. And then it seems like Jesus insults her. Don't cling to me. Don't hold on to me. What? Wasn't, wouldn't that just be a natural reaction? And yet Jesus uses for that word. And I'll give you your Easter Greek word. It's the word haptu. You want to say that with me? Haptu. Ready? One, two, three. Haptu. One, two, three. Haptu. But he uses... The negative imperative is no. It is the kind of no that you tell your kid when they're doing something they shouldn't be doing. No. It is that negative imperative that says, don't cling. Don't cling to me. That just seems to our modern day senses, it seems like an insult. But hang on here. Hang on here. Because what Mary has done and what we see with her acknowledgement and not just calling him teacher, but calling him the most exalted teacher. I mean, no harm on her part, right? I mean, she saw his teaching all the way. She saw all the miracles that he did. She saw all those wonderful things. And then she saw or she thought she saw that he was crucified for his teaching. And all of a sudden he's alive again. Bet your rabbi didn't do that. It's kind of like that comedian, Ryan Regan, who talks about the, the 12 guys who have walked on the moon. Like, they can just one-up anybody. What a power that is. Just let people go on and go on with their stories of one-upping and all of a sudden break in. Hey, I walked on the moon. Mary's kind of like that. My teacher, my teacher, he was killed, but he's come back. But what Jesus wants her to begin to see is he has not come back. 
He has not been resuscitated. He has not taken up his old life of rabbi or rabuni or teacher or the one that you think is going to be some political messiah or some political king on earth. He has not been resuscitated into his old life. He has gone through death, through the grave, through hell, and out into something entirely new that is called resurrection life. And it is not like the old life. In fact, the writers of the New Testament would go on to begin to call it the age that is to come or the new age. And Jesus is the first one to enter to the new age. He didn't come out of the grave this way back to pick up his old titles and old things and try to lord it over someone. He went through all of that. He go of all of that. And now he stands in new life, resurrected life, completely connected. And it's brand new. And for him to say, Mary, don't cling to me, is saying to her, Mary, you are clinging to me. And by giving me that title, you are trying to pull me back into the past. And I, and I am inviting you into the resurrection life. I'm inviting you to come. And he that. That everything has changed. He proves it because he gives her the task of going to preach to the disciples to say, I have seen the Lord. In Mary's day and age, and I know we haven't come a long way ourselves, but in Mary's day and age, women weren't preachers. But Jesus said, oh, we've gone through all of that let go of all of that. We're just letting that go. We've moved through death and hell and the grave. And we have come out the other side to resurrection life. And in resurrection life, women can preach just as much as men. Can I give you that good, can I just, this is just a rabbit trail. But I just want you to know, online or here, we in the Church of the Nazarene, if you believe as a woman that God is calling you to preach, we believe, amen. Yes, why? Because resurrection life changes everything. And Jesus sent Mary to preach to the disciples. And if you feel God calling you, do not let being a woman stop you. This church, this denomination will applaud you, celebrate you, educate you, and send you out to proclaim that you have seen Him and you have experienced resurrection life. All right, rant over. You see, Jesus wasn't insulting Mary. Jesus was inviting her into something that would change her life. And that's saying something. She had been delivered from seven demons. And Jesus said, no, there's still more for you. Mary, come and receive resurrection life. And he invites her in. Brothers and sisters, today, we are invited by Jesus out of our memory feed. Because you, brother and sister, you online, you were not meant as a human being to live in your memories of the past. You were meant to live in the miracle of resurrection life. And that miracle of resurrection life will give your life absolute meaning. 
And it can only be done through the one who went through the death and the grave and hell and came up the other side by God's love. You were meant to be more than your memory feed. But today, some of you, some of need to hear Jesus say, stop clinging. And it's going to feel like an insult. But the truth is, it's an invitation into something that you cannot even yet begin to imagine what He will do in your life. So what are you clinging to in your memory feed, my friends? Is it a relationship that died a long time ago? And you're still just clinging to it. And every time that memory comes up, it's like that wound, that knife in the heart one more time. Jesus says, don't cling. Come on. Let me invite you into resurrection life. Maybe it was that job that you just recently lost because things weren't working out in all of this pandemic and all of that and you're, they had to make cuts and you're the one that got cut and it just feels like it's not fair and every time someone brings it up and every time you have to apply for a new job, every time you have to do that, it just wounds you again. Can you hear Jesus today gently say your name and say stop clinging, do not cling, come with me, trust for resurrection life. Maybe for some of you, it's the anger and the grief of loss that you have witnessed through this pandemic, that you lost someone and you can't believe and you're angry at mask wearers or non-mask wearers and you're getting caught up in all the politics and all the things that are going on in our world today. And Jesus, can you hear Him say to you today, stop clinging. I am leading you into resurrection life. What are you clinging to, my friend? Jesus is not insulting you. He's inviting you. He invites you to let go. That's your work. And He will bring you through the rest. I want to, that's, that's the you, that's the me, that's the individual. But what about us together, church? What is Jesus saying to us? What's in our memory feed today? Because it seems like we're just so consumed with how do we get back here? How do we get to pre-2020? How do we get back into 2019? And how do we get back there? And how do we sing like we did back there? And how do we worship like that? And oh, look at all these changes and look at the online. And How do we get back? Jesus in our passage today is saying to us as the church, church, Don't have to. Don't cling to what was in the past. Trust that I, the one who went through death and the grave and hell and have been raised to new life, are calling you, inviting you. Come this way. Come over here. Come into resurrection life. I know the plans I have for you. Come. Let's find 
new ways to worship. Let's find new ways to be a blessing to our community. Let me show you how truly live in the new age that is already here and is not and is yet to come more and more and more christians ought to be the most ready people to change you don't believe me go all the way to the back of your book at the back of the bible and at the very end in revelation jesus is still saying behold i make all things new Today, my friends, this Easter, I am saying to you as pastor, and pastor just means I'm included with you guys. Together, Jesus is saying lovingly to you and me, even if it feels like an insult, he is inviting us, don't cling, let's move to resurrection life. And his question to you, and to me as pastor is, are we going? Or are we just going to sit, clinging in the graveyard, what is already gone? The titles, the power, the struggle, the old way, don't cling. Let's move to what Jesus is calling to us. To what Jesus alone can give to us. Are you with me? That's what Easter begins to do. Begins to open up the new possibilities for you, for me, for us together. Let's pray. Jesus, to be honest, This is a tough message to hear and tougher yet to proclaim. But I know it to be true because every time I have let go and stopped clinging to what was in the past and trusted You to lead me into resurrection life, You have amazed me. You have surprised me. You have forgiven me. You have transformed me. So help us, God, in this moment to say yes to you and to follow you into the resurrection life that you long for us to have. For we pray and we ask all of these things in your name everyone said. Amen. We're going to go to communion right now. So I invite you, if you're online, go ahead and grab some bread and juice. And if you're here, we have to use these little things, COVID safe. So go ahead, let's do the noisy part. Let's go ahead and open that up. get to um, correct the extreme because in our day and age in 2021 we tend to always hear something and then take it to the extreme so some of you have heard oh so that means we don't need church buildings and we don't need oh any of that we we go to those extremes 
Communion reminds us that Jesus takes the old and transforms it. Resurrection life transforms. Jesus came back in a body or there wouldn't have been anything for Mary to cling to. But it was so different of a body, she didn't even recognize the one she had been following around for three years. On the night that he was betrayed, he took the bread and the cup. These were a part of the, these were a part of the Passover celebration, the Seder meal. But he infused them with new, resurrected meaning tells them that after this, whenever you do this, you'll proclaim my death and resurrection until I come again. So we take simple bread and simple cup, and we believe that Jesus, again, transforms it, fills it with his presence for you and for me, and reminds us we're on a journey, and we're going to have to be told not to cling and to enter into resurrection life again and again and again. So on the night that he was betrayed, he took bread and he broke it. And he said, this is my body, broken for you. Take and eat. On that same night, he took the cup. It was the third cup, the cup of redemption. He said, this is my blood of the new covenant. Let go of the old. Move into resurrection life. Take and drink. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you can take what is old and transform it through resurrection life. We now offer ourselves to you. Teach us to love as you have loved and to let go of the old power games. Teach us to love even our enemies and to let go of hatred. Teach us to give and give generously and to let go of greed. Teach us to eat healthily and to let go of gluttony. Teach us to live fully alive in your resurrected life and to let go of sloth. Teach us how to serve others in your power and to let go of lust. Transform us. Remind us. Invite us. For we pray and we ask all of these things in your name, who with the Father and the Son reign from this time forth forevermore. Amen. Amen. Would you stand and receive this blessing? My friends, church, those online, He is risen. He is risen. He is risen. And may you hear him call your name this week. And even if it feels a little insulting, may you hear him tell you, let go. Don't cling. 
And may you, yes you, even you, wherever you are around the world, may you experience the resurrection life that only he can bring. And may it transform you and bless you. May it uplift you and keep you. May it sanctify you and make you fully his. I pray these things in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Alleluia. Amen. He is risen. Go in his resurrection life. You are sent out. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to Cross Communities Podcast. We hope you will join us next week.